we got another special interview, as you can see, with my man right here, Joe Giles Harris, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Welcome to the Exit Eleven Podcast. I'm your host, Ricky. It's my this 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 this, this my co-host right here. <laughs> Gabe, what's going on guys? Welcome back for another episode. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm glad that you guys are here for four now. Yeah, episode four, four. man. Four. And today we got another special interview, as you can see, with my man right here, Joe Giles Harris, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Appreciate from, you guys from having Nyack. me. Uh-huh. From, you from, from, from Nyack. From Nyack. You know the deal. Um, um, but, you know, we're going to hit two, two, two quick topics real quick. One, one sports and one fashion type of topic, but kind of general. Like, yeah, we're going to keep it kind of light. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all about Joe today. Yeah. <laughs> it's, about, it's really about Joe, but, you know, we're going to keep it light real quick. Talk about some things. So, first topic real quick. Um, so... The copying and stealing, man, with with people with 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 the copying and the stealing that we've been seeing lately, man. With like, especially, I'm gonna just have to say, let's just, I'm gonna just start with the Jordan ones. <laughs> There's a lot of Jordan ones right now that people are making actual Jordan ones, and just putting like whatever they want, whatever they want on whatever it, they want. and it's. I don't. I don't think the specifications are changing. I don't think it looks like the same midsole, same toe box, same height. Everything. It just looks like the same exact sneaker. It's just with different logos. They could try to do that, but any slight similarity, Michael Jordan likes his money. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Jordan's not gonna lose his money for somebody just trying to knock off his shoes. You know, otherwise they would have did it a long time ago. So there'll be a lawsuit there real quickly. They're coming in. I don't know if you paint, you know, they're they're coming in. But, you know, some people are ducking them. Some people are getting hit. A lot of people are ducking them. Some people are getting hit. It's only a matter of time, though. Mm -hmm. You can Mm -hmm. duck for a little bit, but Mm -hmm. it's Michael Jordan. It's it's a figurehead. I'm not going to front. Some of them are hot. They... All of them, most of them, that's sure. a lot that's of them are hot. Whether they're hot or not, we're not. That's not the point. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just, it's just the fact that you just there's the creativity is just not there for me, yo. It really isn't. I I understand like it's an iconic shoe, but people gotta do a better job of masking this shoe. You talk about like, ma- you gotta mask you gotta the inspiration. Yeah. We talk about masking the inspiration. Masking the inspiration means. Yeah, we know it's a Jordan 1, but son, give us an imagination on like your rendition of a Jordan 1. Don't just take everything and just change the check. I think it's hard though to do that because it's not, there's not a lot that they could create. Like you're not going to just create a new shoe nowadays and everybody's going to start buying it. But these have been selling for so long, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like even like the new shoes that come out, sometimes the first look you're like, what is that? Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. They don't even look like something. You just you're buying it because the name. He, it's he's not like he's right. He's but, referring but, to like the triple S's. 
Right, just new type of shoes. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but yeah. what he's saying is the reason why people are just yeah, making the, to the, duplicates to the, yeah, of yeah. the classics. If it looks, people if are it looks similar, if it looks similar, somebody's gonna buy it because they're gonna be like, oh, it looks similar. It's probably half the price. Mm -hmm. I can make it come up right here, and as long as nobody is examining my shoes like this with a camera microscope, I'll be straight. Yeah. I mean, it's right, not, that's see, why fake stuff is always, you know, people buy fake stuff all the time. It's not being portrayed as fake, though. It's being portrayed as. A Jordan 1. No, this is my sneaker, kind of. Right. It's like, you know. Without giving just, homage to. Yeah, yeah this night. It's, like, it's almost like plagiarism, almost like back in the day. It's like, yo, you're taking the essay. It's like, yo, you, <laughs> you copy and paste yeah. it, but you're not it's getting the meme. You're not, you're you're not really. Yo, yo, can I copy you off of you? Yeah, right. yeah, 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 but don't like just change a couple things and you literally change the one thing. But one. but 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 most importantly, they're not giving credit to the per like it's not like yeah, you know yeah, it's yeah. just like I don't know, man. Some people know, attempt to give credit by saying, "Yo, I'm the king of this. I'm the king of that." Cool. Nobody's not nobody's saying that, but it's just the originality. the The creativity is lacking in the department. The it colorways and all of them are hot. But are we saying it's hot because you came up with it, or are we saying it's hot because it's a Jordan One? Yeah, no, that's fine. And we like Jordan Ones, or it's a Nike Dunk, and we like Nike Dunks. It's hard to. It's one of those things too, though. Like once again, it's hard to the creativity wise. Like it's hard to make a new shoe. You mm -hmm, know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we're still buying the same. We're gonna buy the Concords when they come out again. Everybody's gonna buy a pair of Concords when they come right. out again. Right. You know what I'm saying? When the Carolina Threes drop again, everybody's gonna buy a pair of Carolina Threes. So yeah. it's like. Do you like why make a new shoe? You know what I'm saying? It's probably in their mind is why make a new shoe? Mm -hmm. I can make something that looks like the old one because no, 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 that's no, that's that's exactly what they're thinking. Are we copying uh, the Concord because it's a it's Jordan iconic shoe and it's iconic to us as a Jordan shoe, or are we just saying sell. are we just drunk off of just buying stuff that we just cop the shoe no matter what? In my opinion, Jordan's legacy is the legacy that we know it as today the shoes the the rings the championships we buy these these sneakers because of jordan yeah you come out with a sneaker that looks like jordan and try to say pass it off as your own not really necessarily people aren't looking at it as like a bootleg shoe or anything like that they're looking at it as yo this sneaker was made by this person not by not by tinker hatfield yeah yeah, yeah. It's like they're giving credit to the person that yeah. stole it instead of saying, "All right, well, you know, that's that's crazy. That's I'm seeing people like, yo, I really need like this was hot. That's crazy. That's hot. It is hot, but it's like but it's, it's, not, it's the same exact thing as this. It's not yeah. its own creation. So where are we where do we all stand on this? It's crazy, basically. It's crazy. I like the shoes that are out there, but it's just to me the creativity is lacking. So it is crazy, but it is whack at the same time. To me, I don't know. Yeah, no, nah, I, I feel the same way. Mm -hmm. I just think you know, copying in general, you should always try to be your own person, your mm -hmm. own inspiration, or whatever. Mm -hmm. So if you if you have to copy somebody else's stuff, that means you just on the same way. If you still buying their stuff, you still trying to, you know, what I'm saying you just waiting for them to drop something so you can have something similar. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, hey man, that's how I feel about those things. That's how you feel. Yeah. That's how you feel. So um, that's that's all right. You know, so that's. Yo, so I so towards the sports let's, so now. Um, I know I know everybody's watching, or at least at least seen I seen Last Chance You. Mm. Um, yep. The basketball one's going on right now, but, but 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 and I like it. I like it. I like but, it. Um, 
we got Joe Giles right here, so we might as well just, you know, talk Passing about the football sports, one sports, real quick. Yeah, facts. You know, so sports like, topics. you know, the football one, EMCC and all that, like, you know. ND. Um, a lot of, I, like, Buddy Stevens, the coach, got a lot of, like, backlash for, like, how he was speaking to the kids and how the kids were, you know, how, you know, the kids were, to me, the kids react a lot, like, when you look at it, I was kind of one of those childish kids myself, honestly. Yeah. But like as an older guy now, I'm kind of looking at it like the guys are just kids are so childish. Like the way they look at like the way they respond to the coaches and stuff, it's such it's so childish, it's so emotional these days. And 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 like I don't know if we grew up like we grew up with people with our being coached by like our parents. I mean, uh, like our parents, uh, people that are like friends of our parents and, and things like that. So like we had like and we had different respects for our coaches. Love, so know. I don't know if that was us and we came from a different place, but like the way these kids is talking to. Coaches and the, the back and forth and stuff. I think just like what I you think doing? last chance you was different though. Last mm -hmm. chance you, I think it's a, I think it was a great idea. Like it got a lot of it got more for the camera as it went on. But I think the first mm -hmm. two to the third season were solid. I mean, it, it's a it's a tough situation to be in. You got to look at it as like this kid. These kids went to you know high end programs for whatever reason. Something didn't work out, mm -hmm. and they had to get a restart. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And when you come to a restart and you're basically like shipped off to the middle of Mississippi and you're just like I'm here for me like you, you can't it's not I, in my wow. in my opinion like I didn't see it as much of team I, it was cool to look at the stories and like you know root for those kids you want a kid to have a second chance like yeah, whatever, not, you, whatever your life happened it happened you want a second chance you want to take an opportunity to get back there and do what you got to do as long as you're doing the right thing mm -hmm. so I think it's like you get to one of those schools and it's like I got to do everything I can do for me mm -hmm. so it's not like like if it you was personal, like you, you got to be selfish. Yeah, you. I got to make enough plays so I get another scholarship and then another opportunity to go yeah, play yeah, yeah, yeah. at X, Y, and Z. You know what I'm saying? If that's your goal, a lot of so, kids were on that wave too. Like but no, they did. They, I mean, they I did a good job. In. They did a good I need job. To get these reps in. And you have to look at it like these coaches are like running coaches. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's not gonna be your coach. It's not gonna. You're not gonna live and die off that. You know what I'm saying? You've already established your reputation in whatever school it was. Yeah, They're mm -hmm. just there to be guiding figures there mm -hmm. so i think mm -hmm. for them you know for them a lot of them probably have to do it you know with the good of the heart like okay i want to do it but in a lot of cases it's a netflix show mm -hmm. yes you're gonna okay. see a yes. lot of stuff for the mm -hmm. camera you're we gonna see a lot of forget stuff. about that too it's a netflix mm -hmm. it, like, it wasn't real life we weren't sitting there like it's a netflix show they're gonna make it so it's we, watchable we knew it's, yeah. just not to, let me let me let me just say this real quick how did how did do I, I know you probably experienced this i'm not gonna <laughs> Say no names, but obviously everybody knew the coaches that I played for, so whatever. But like you know, when college coaches used to come in the practices and check guys out, like next thing you know, you know, coach used to turn up a little bit, like oh. coach acting a little different now. Oh. The college come to because the college coaches come to practice to see people, you know. That's why I'm trying to compare it to that. Like that, the cameras are not even there. That, that's yeah, kind of no. like the equivalent of the cameras. That's, like you know, people no, do things I, I get the what camera. you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Like, somebody you know I mean? or like somebody, you know. Somebody who used to coach with them, who's at a different school now, who got a bigger job, you know. Yeah, people yeah. try to show up. That's, that's life, though. Like, mm -hmm. people are going to try to flex whenever you get an opportunity. Like, there's a, the, it's it's a flex culture we live in. There's a lot of people who are going to flex, you know, make it seem like they got this, X, Y, and Z. If you're doing this, it's, you always got to one-up somebody. So they're going to try to one-up and look good in front of whoever they want to look good in front of. So it's not just for Instagram. No. It's no, not, it's not no, solely... It's, that's not a solo well, Instagram has emphasized it. Yes, it's, it's, it's emphasis. Emphasize, excuse me, but it's not just something that No. Okay. No. All right. All right. I no. like that. I like that take on it. So but about the let me just just the, before we wrap up on the whole last chance you thing. 
about the disrespect, like, like the, the way the way these kids are talking to. Let me let me just let me just. I'm gonna ask. I want to I want to get both y'all takes on this real quick. The way some of these kids are talking to the coaches, and the way I kind of believe that these coaches are kind of enabling the kids to kind of, because they're kind of enable. They're kind of talking back with. Them. They're kind of yeah. not stop. They're not pinching in the butt or nothing. Mm -hmm. They're kind of going back with them. So now I want to ask y'all though, if you have a kid that's last chance. He's a troubled type of kid, you know. Do you enable the kid or do you nip it in the butt? Because he's here by being this troubled kid. But so are you keeping this on or do you when do you do you do you, are you the one do to you stop attempt it? to correct it? Or do you send this kid on to another college and let them deal with it? I look at it like this. If by the time you're 17, 18, you should know, you know, right or wrong, left mm -hmm. or right, mm -hmm. right, how to mm -hmm. talk to somebody, how not to talk to somebody. Mm -hmm. So it's nobody else's job. They can help you as much as they want. I can walk you to the fence. I can't get you to jump over the fence. Yeah, I'm right. like, jump over the fence with me. You'd be like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm gonna stay on this. Like, I can't tell you, like, I can't force you, you grown yeah. man. So at that point, you could help everybody to the fence. It's whether they want to cross the fence or not. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I think last chance you was a great idea. It gave kids an opportunity. Like mm -hmm. you got to see kids' stories and see from their perspective. Like the media will blow stuff out of proportion all the time. You see guys getting in trouble and oh he did X, Y, and Z when Realistically, he didn't do X, Y, and Z at all. Mm -hmm. He was just in the wrong place Wait, at the wrong, wrong time. time. So-and-so yeah. did X, Y, and Z, and that was his boy, and he was with him. Right. So he got pulled into it. Which is actually so, a scenario in Last Chance You. So, <laughs> so exactly my point. So it's not, right. you know, you can't, it, it gave a good perspective on it. And it was able to, you know, you saw some kids come out and build off it, you know what I'm saying? And, mm -hmm. you know, play in the league. And there's some guys who didn't. Some mm -hmm. guys who just ended up. Back at home, doing whatever they're doing. True. I'm, I'm going to take it like this. I feel like our generation that we grew up in, there was a lot more tough, tough love. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's um, easy. It's, it's, it's easy now. Everybody yeah, gets a trophy. Everybody, everybody, gets, yeah. a, everybody gets a pat on the like back. There's no... That might not be the main reason, but it's a portion of it. Mm -hmm. We wouldn't dare talk back to our coaches in this manner because we just had a certain respect for the coaches. I don't want to say, I don't even want to bring it there and say that they don't have that certain respect. But for some reason, it's just, a, these kids let it fly now. Yeah, but it's sometimes too, you got to go, you know, I've never questioned anybody's parents or anything, but it's, exactly. it's a lot of like, if you weren't checked as a kid, you're not going to get checked when you were freaking 18, well, have, 19, Did 20. you ever check, did you ever question your coach? He, you might have, you might have not agreed with him on you what he's doing, agree with stuff. but you agree you with You cannot agree with, so. I'll say it like this in twofold. There was I've had coaches I didn't get along with, other coaches I, I got along with. You know what I mean? Really well. There was a respect factor. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? It's, it goes both ways. Like don't disrespect me. I'm not gonna disrespect exactly. you. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? But it's gonna take a little more for you. Like you can be disrespectful one or two times before I have to say something. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? I'm not gonna because I've dealt with that. Like I'm not I'm not stupid. Like I'm gonna give you opportunity. You're here for a level. I'm gonna respect mm -hmm. that. I'm under mm -hmm. you at this point. You know what I'm saying? But you gotta. Respect has to be given both ways. You know what I'm saying? You can't exactly. just, you can't be disrespectful and expect me to just sit here and be like, oh, you're my coach. I got to respect you. So I'll say it in that sense. That's true. That's true. That's true. I mean, not going to happen. It literally just happened. I just sent it to you on Instagram. Izzo on the, uh, and a uh, homeboy from the Michigan, uh, Michigan. So he was walking up the court, started spazzing with Izzo. But right so, in the tunnel, throwing his arm, getting him off his jersey. Those like, are different things, though, because you got to look at it. Tom Izzo, Tom Izzo. I bet you that kid has nothing but love for Tom Izzo. That's true too. Tom Izzo has nothing that's but love, true. and that's that's, that's how Michigan State is through the years. Like Tom Izzo gets hot. You mm -hmm. see it all the time. Like you watch him watch him. Always hot. Mm -hmm. But 
if you interview any of those guys about the time they leave, I love that man. Yeah, that doctor. And like, mm-hmm. I go to war for him. Like, Word, exactly. That man had me at my at his house when exactly. I was cold. I ain't had exactly. nothing. Like, exactly. He didn't give me nothing exactly. extra, but he was just there to take care of me. Like, mm-hmm. My parents seven hours away. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, come on, we're having Christmas. Mm-hmm. Like it's never, you know what I'm saying? So that there's people who have tough love relationships. Mm-hmm. That's different. That's just pulling the best out of each other. And, right, right, they, right. and coaches will take that back and forth because that's what they like. You know what I'm saying? Because this is how I'm going to coach you. This is yeah. how I'm going to whatever. I need you to react how you're going to react because this is how we're gonna, the only way we're going to get over If you just crumble, I can't play you. Right, 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 right. Or if you can't be coached hard, I can't play you yeah. mm-hmm. because I don't know how you're going to react in crunch time. So that's, you know what I'm saying? That's that's how I take on it. That's that's, 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 that's how it. That's, that's how it. So, team. yeah, that's, so, all right, so, got, right, so we're about to, we're going to get into, um, get into conversations, the interview um, with, uh, Joe Giles Harris, right here. I'm just reintroducing Joe Giles Harris, Nike, New York. My alma mater, St. Joseph Regional High School. This is two and for two on, on St. Joe's, by the way. <laughs> two for two on St. Joe's. The second, two on, um, second, second person on St. Joe's. And uh, also went to Duke University. Mm-hmm. And um, so you could even you know. speak to what we're actually talking about with this last chance you. You know? Yeah. So. Um, let's get into the first question. So, like, what what do your your parents? They're not they're not retired. No, they're yeah. not retired. So, what do they what do they do What do they do for a living? My mom's been a teacher in Niagara Public Schools mm-hmm. for as long as I can be alive. Mm-hmm. Greatest and, uh, teacher ever. Yeah. <laughs> I, I definitely had her. <laughs> and uh, now she works more to um, you know job skills and stuff, helping kids get jobs and Perfect. you know and doing stuff like that in high school and permits and things like that mm-hmm. stuff that you know they might not have time to do at home or mm-hmm. they might have other stuff so they're able to do it at the high school and things like that mm-hmm. then my dad was a high school football coach until my older brother got into high school and then he stopped and he started coaching pop warner you know my mine and my brother's team and he also works at avon products so he makes different kind of cosmetics mm-hmm. makeup eyeliner stuff like that lipstick mm-hmm. shampoos and things like that okay okay Back to what your mom does, <laughs> which is actually things that like we should be learning in school. I just yeah. want to throw that out there because there's a lot of nonsense that we learn in school that we no, never use in our everyday life. The Pythagorean theorem, I tell you every day. I ain't never used that since I think that probably sixth grade, That's, and I have not used that since. That was the example he used when we were actually discussing it. That's Who it. uses that right now? Unless like you're an engineer or something. Listen, I don't even know an engineer who looked me in the face. To <laughs> exactly. That, so that's my point. Like, exactly. There's a lot of stuff I learned in school. Where today I'm like, <laughs> for what? I thought I'm. They emphasize stop, drop, and roll, and don't touch a hot door with the front of your hand. Oh, from the time I was in kindergarten to like fifth grade, I've never had to stop, drop, and roll. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> It's gonna tell me something of you. Like, I ain't never been in a fire. Like, the chance that happened is slim. It's you good to know, you. but it's like, it's good to, but what you gonna do? If you get caught off, you gonna take off running. You're not just gonna stop, drop, and roll in the dirt. Like, I'm not doing that. Come on. But yeah, you're I'm dead. Well, I mean, my question is, I'm a, I'm gonna jump right into it. No. <laughs> when you was at Duke. Uh huh. You've been to a Duke basketball game. Yeah. How crazy was the atmosphere in the Duke basketball game? It's definitely crazy. I mean, it's everything you signed up for. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Especially as a student, you're going to those games and things like that. Like, it's it's not a big arena. It probably holds probably 9,000 mm-hmm. max capacity. So it's not one of those bigger whatever. But everything is on top of you. Mm-hmm. So, like, I can say, like, when you're walking on the court, 
like the fans are on top of you. So like if the court is just there, everybody's leaning over here. Yeah. So that like yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff when they're touching, like they yeah. can really touch those dudes inbounding the ball and things like that. <laughs> and it's loud. It's just like, and it, and it smothers you. You know what I'm saying? And they build off that energy. Like it's Duke stuff. Like there's not a lot of away fans in there. Ever. It's sold out with Duke people. So mm -hmm. it's always going to be blue. It's always going to be jumping. And like the bigger the game, the crazier yeah, yeah, it's going to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're not going to. They're gonna have their boys back, and I think that you know affected them this year. Like, there's no fans in the stands, and Duke wasn't a very good basketball team. I mean, they were young, they didn't have a lot of you know, they didn't have as much talent as they had in years past. But there was also that no fan factor. Mm -hmm. They lost, they lost two games at home to start the season. That that never happened. You bring up a good a good uh, point with the whole um, no fans in the stands because I'm not gonna lie, this that's this might be the first instance that we're talking about where I'm actually thinking. Well, look at Duke, Kentucky. Yeah. All the big name school, Michigan State they had to fight to get into the tournament. Teams. Yeah, they Like, off you look at the teams, teams, Alabama's a good basketball team. You never thought in 100 years Alabama have a good basketball True. team. It's a football <laughs> school, you know what I'm saying? Like, True. The times are turning. Yeah. So, I think, you know, once everything comes back to normal, things will revert back. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, you know, you live in your land. You got to play through whatever you dealt, you know what I'm saying? So, Word. that'll be all right. It's Duke basketball. I mean, It'll it's a signature basically. name. Like, people are going to still go there. Regardless of one bad year, mm -hmm. I hear you on that. So um, let me just jump back because uh, let me just jump back to uh, the whole um, family life. Family life. Thing. So was um, from out of your parents, was one of them more active, kind of, or more influential, like towards your sports life? Uh, no, I think they were both the same. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I think it just was two different perspectives. They were both hard from a young age. You know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't be perfect or anything like they never pushed me to be perfect like mm -hmm. nobody's gonna be perfect mm -hmm. but it was more realistic like listen if you're gonna play make sure you do something you know what i'm saying just don't be out there don't be don't waste your time don't waste our time like right. you know what i'm saying if you're gonna put in the effort put in the effort so mm -hmm. it was more like that mm -hmm. and my dad coached football since the time i was born so like we're always on a football field mm -hmm. we're always doing something you know what i'm saying and my mom loved athletics was an athlete in high school and things like that but like it's one of those things, it's like, you know, it's something I wanted to do. So it wasn't like they were any more influential than they needed to be. They, you know, they pushed us to do it, but it was nothing extra. Okay. And like I always like to say, these guys obviously applied it. These guys applied, bro. <laughs> like, you know, they, 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 they actually applied, bro. So speaking but, of these guys, I yeah. mean, tell us about like, just your family dynamics, like who's in your family, you know, like, not so, well, obviously we talk about your parents, but yeah. siblings. So my mom and dad, and then I have an older brother, a younger brother, and a younger sister. Um, my older brother, six years older than I am, he went to St. Joe's as well, mm -hmm. um, played football, basketball there, and then went into Gannon University, played football, and now physical therapist. I have a younger brother still playing lacrosse at Duke. He played football, basketball, lacrosse in high school, just like I did, and then mm -hmm. chose to play lacrosse in college. And then my younger sister, she's not an athlete. She didn't like football. Obviously, she couldn't play football. <laughs> but uh, she wasn't. She didn't like sports. Like, she played volleyball and softball and stuff in high mm -hmm. school for a little bit. But then was like she just she'd rather work and make money and mm -hmm. do something and she was dragged all off sporting events at a young age anyway so it probably wore down wore her down like i don't want to do any of this you know what I mean? yeah 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 so all three of you guys went to st joe's yeah your, your sister, sister went to albertus oh okay yeah. all right well still private school yeah no yeah, same yeah. thing same thing all right and yeah and your brother's at duke right now still playing mm -hmm. and your brother went to gannon yep that's lit that's lit so um um, probably like what is what do you think you like what was what is one of your first memories of like just becoming interested in football like I couldn't even tell you I, I'm telling you we were on the football field exactly. at the time we were in diapers so mm -hmm, it's like mm -hmm. it just was there you know I'm, I see mm -hmm. guys now who my dad coached in like 97 I was born in 97 mm -hmm. my dad coached in 97 98 like 
I remember carrying you off the, you know what I'm saying, stuff like <laughs> right, that. And right, I'm like, right, right. I don't know who you are. Like, <laughs> we could talk about this all day, but it's not gonna make me remember what happened when I was a baby. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, right. So, I was on the football field as long as I can remember. Right. It was, it was always an interest. It was always fun. It was, you know, it's a contact sport. It's a mm -hmm. fast-paced sport. Like, mm -hmm. it's something you want to be involved in. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Look, definitely. Yeah, not definitely. Um, you said you went to St. Joe's before. Mm -hmm. How do you feel? St. Joe's going to that school, that private school, especially that one that's itself, affected your progression and the sports that you played to where you are now. Like how um, they aid you get to I supposed school. to go on a night. Like So yeah. it's I think it just depends on where you're from. You know what I'm saying? So for me, I wanted to play high level football with the best kids I could find against the best competition you could find. Mm -hmm. And when you stack it up that was St. Joe's. You know what I'm saying? You could take education, all that other stuff out of it, like it is what it is. Mm -hmm. There were better athletics, you had better facilities, better uniforms, you know, mm -hmm. a better schedule. You played a national schedule, so we went out of state to play games. Like you had more exposure to stuff. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Um, so I think that was a big factor in it. Like when you're playing the best kids and you're playing the things, like I went to high school at 160, mm -hmm. and by my second year, I was 180. Mm -hmm. And that was because I was I had to be in the weight room. So if I wanted to play, like I wasn't gonna play if I didn't put in the work. And I can say if I went to Nyack, I think I could have played varsity as a freshman, right. mm. because I think my football knowledge was there enough. And I think I was just a tough kid, like I could do it. Mm -hmm. But at the St. Joe's, when you got guys who are 265, 285, you know what I'm saying? I couldn't remember the last kid at Nyack I saw was 285 on the offensive line. Right. So it's. It, it was that it was that dynamic. It was nothing against like oh, I'd never go to Nike, never whatever. It just was the better opportunity to play a higher level football was in New Jersey, and it was only 15 minutes away. It's not like I was commuting an hour and a half or two hours. It was 15 minute drive, mm -hmm. so it was a drive that I wasn't mad at making because I was setting myself up for. Well, if I want to try to play Division One football, if I do a good job here, it's gonna be a lot easier than if I did an amazing job here. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Okay. I probably could go play Division One football, but it's not gonna be at an ACC caliber school. It's gonna be an FCS school or something like you know what I'm saying. So they gave me the best opportunity to do something like that. Mm, just, like that, just perfect. Because it's exactly how I feel. Like this, that, that's what it is. Like that's just you know. And there's, and there's no knock on that. It's just right, right, that's right. what it is. Like mm -hmm. you know, there's kids come from all over to play at these public school. I mean, private schools, and it's not. Everybody says, "Oh, it's recruiting." They recruit this and that, and I'm like, "It's not recruiting. It's just like, mm -hmm. hey, I want to play with this kid because I know he's good. Like, right. or his brother was really good. He's good." So like me and him on the same team, like we can make something happen. It's something like that, you know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. it's hard if you're not your sports teams from a young age aren't good. Like so, you know, in Jersey it's different too. Like the public schools, those kids will have played with each other in Pop Warner or things like that, or like youth basketball from age like three till senior year of high school. So they know how to play with each other and everything. Nah, you got kids who will move into the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? There's we got six different neighborhoods who all go to Nye. You know, you got Valley Cottage, whatever. They all got their own stuff. Yeah. So you're pulling a piece from here, a piece from here, a piece from here. So technically they're recruiting, but you never played with each other. You don't have that chemistry. Right. Yeah. Right. So at St. Joe's, you're putting, you know, you're picking pieces to put on a team to make a good team. Mm. You know what I'm saying? When public school, if you try to do that, it's not always going to mesh. Because you can't take two kids from here, two kids from here. You know what I'm saying? They've never played with each other. Right. Or they have played with each other, and there's probably like, well, my boy should have made it because he's from over here too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's a dynamic like that. I think. Mm -hmm. We asked Serrano mm -hmm. that question too, and 
he basically said, you know, it's it's the competition level for him. You that, know? But that's, that's, that's what it is. And it's like, mm-hmm. I just, at 180, I think I would have been one of the bigger kids at night. Mm-hmm. And right. so I would have had to play like tight end or something like that. You know what I'm right. saying? I could have played whatever I want on defense, right. but I would have probably had to play one of those positions because I had the size and I had the frame right. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Did you only play defense at St. Joe's? Uh, I played defense every, all, uh, yeah, basically only. And then my senior year, I had to play tight end because we had graduated all the tight ends uh, and I just was like next in line yeah, to do it. Yeah, so it was yeah, like, yeah. you, you just, yeah, you gotta yeah. do it, yeah. <laughs> Coach called you up. So, um, I mean, I had a question, you know, did you play Pop Warner, but you know, you kinda- Yeah, no, so I played, I played for Valley College until like Pee Wee's and then Valley College didn't have a team. So I went over and I played in New City for a year. Um, I think going in seventh grade, I played in New City for a year. And then eighth grade, I played in Jersey for a year. The, was that the Broncos? Bur- no, it wasn't the Broncos. It was the oh. Giants at that point. Oh, okay. okay. So I, I played against the Broncos when I was in Valley College and everything like that. But I think it was the Giants one time I was over there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Got, I got another question for you. Um, pay for the Jags right now. Mm-hmm. Jags have 96 million in uh, cap space. And uh, I think that's like number two in the NFL right now, the highest cap space. With Urban Myers coming in, how excited are you about this upcoming season? Oh, it's definitely exciting. You know, it's new energy, um, a new life. It's just one of those things, you know, he's, he's a guy who's won it every, but everywhere he's been. You know what I'm saying? He's been mm-hmm. successful, he's been a winner. You know what I mean? You want to play for winners, Yeah. bottom line. So I think, you know, it fits perfectly. Got a lot of cap space, come out of sign a lot of guys, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, you know, hopefully help build the team win, you know, and my job is just to go, you know, do what I got to do to make the team and be a part of that winning culture, you know what I'm saying, yeah, that mm-hmm. seems to be coming in, so I'm excited about it, you know, you got to be excited every time you get to go into another year and you have a job, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. it's exciting, so yeah, not just like every other year, going to go in there and do what I have to do to be a Jacksonville Jaguar again, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. and, uh, that's good, that's good, that's good. And um, we spoke about you got one year, what, what's the con- what's your contract situation right now? Oh, uh, so I got one year left on my deal, mm-hmm. yeah. When you left on the deal, so this is yeah, big year. <laughs> big year. This is big year right here, and it's gonna be. I mean, just like we just got finished talking about, like you know, playing against, you playing with great players at St. Joe's. You played around, you know, you played with great players. Great players when you play with great players, it elevates you. So like, yeah, you know, exactly. Just, so mm-hmm. you know, the better you know, you want to play with good guys on your team. You know, you want guys that gonna push you and things like that. Mm-hmm. It just only makes you a better football player. Iron sharpens iron, as everybody says. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's so. Uh, it's a blessing, you know, and mm-hmm. you know I take every day as every day. I don't rush it. I don't think ahead. You know, you just attack your day and make the most of it because you never know if you're going. You can't get them back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, picking up Shaq Griffin today, so yeah, no, that's a nice start. That's a exactly good start to free agency. So, mm-hmm. like I said, it's it's exciting. Mm-hmm. It's exciting. They got a whole new regime in there. Mm-hmm. And they got big plans, and you know, you just got to look forward to being part of those plans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. So, so. So this is listen very closely to this, guys. So we 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 like to we we kind of joke about like a whole adversity thing. How sports they talk about adversity too much. They throw the adversity word a lot. Adversity, <laughs> adversity. It's so funny. But this is the, listen to this. Signed by Jacksonville as an undrafted rookie, five ten nineteen. Released by Jacksonville, nine three nineteen. Signed by Jacksonville again to the practice squad, nine five nineteen. Promoted to Jacksonville's promoted to Jacksonville's 53 man roster on 10-21-19. Released by Jacksonville on 11-2-19. <laughs> Signed by Jacksonville to the practice squad on 11-15-19. Uh, 
promoted to Jacksonville's 53-man roster on 12-5-19. Released on 9-5-20. Signed by Jacksonville practice squad on 9-6-20. Promoted to the 53-man active roster on 11-21-20. And now... Like that's the adversity we were talking about, right? Because obviously it's like, yo, that's a lot of that's a lot of movement, a lot of up and down. So just just explain to someone, to, to the people, like if anybody, so you know, just when I first it I came, yeah, no, I came yeah. to Jacksonville undrafted guy, and mm -hmm. you know, it's already that's a steep test to begin with. You know, you're not drafted, you're not guaranteed anything. Mm -hmm. You know, no money, whatever. You're just going there on a limb, like okay, I gotta do whatever I gotta do to be impressive, make the team, and so. You know, I'll fall my butt off through camp my first year, whatever, whatever. I made the team. I'm excited. You know, my mom came to that last preseason game. Got to see her. You know, it's exciting. You made the team. All the hard work. You're like, finally, I'm in the league. I think it was a day or two days later. I get a call. We're going to cut you. Mm -hmm. We're going to bring you back on the practice squad. So it's one of those, like, surreal moments, you know, when you you survive the first cuts and you're like, dang, I made it. Like, <laughs> I'm good. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you, you get that I'm good feeling and then – for them to call me two days later and be like, oh yeah, we're gonna cut you and put you in practice squad. You're never really good. You know, it hurt. Like, I'm not gonna lie, like I had never been cut or like, yeah. not on a football team. And it's like, dang, like, that's the real, like, the that's life. Like, you mm -hmm. just got cut, like, you did everything in your power, but they still found a way to cut you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they signed me in practice squad. Um, and at the same time, you know, people sulk and practice squad this and that. I'm still on the NFL roster. Right, yeah. I'm still a Jacksonville Jaguar. I'm still getting paid, you know what I'm saying? It's not the same pay, but it's you're getting paid. You have a job. Mm -hmm. There's a million guys who want to be on the practice squad in your position, you know what I'm saying, who went home, who you just watch pack their bags and go home and mm. not be on a roster at all. At all. Yeah, so yeah, it's, yeah. you know, you get over that, like, dang, that entitled kind of feeling. You know, it, you know everybody gets that. Mm -hmm. You have an ego. Everybody has an ego. Mm -hmm. Once you get over that, it's like, all right, I'm on the team. So, you know, you're on the practice squad. You got to bust your butt every day. It's, it's like camp every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you're the scout team. Offense and defense, whatever they need. You're a special team scout team. You're always practicing. Like, you don't get a break, so you're always running. So, the one thing it does, it gets you in the best shape of your life. You know what I'm saying? You're constantly, constantly running, constantly getting hit, like, stuff like that. Um, but then, anyways, I got elevated, I think, like, week four, week five. Um, so, that was cool. So, it was like, damn, I'm about to play in my first game. I played probably three snaps on defense, I think it was, or four mm -hmm. snaps on defense in my first every game, and I played special teams. So, it was exciting, cool, mm -hmm. cool, cool, cool. The next week, we traveled to London, um, and they told me I was gonna be inactive from the jump. Like, they're like, oh, you're not gonna be active this week? Cool, I'm still on the 53, I just don't dress for the game that week, whatever. Saturday comes, so Saturday walkthrough comes, GM comes up and like, I got bad news, we're gonna cut you. Mm -hmm. But we're gonna sign you back to practice squad if you clear waivers. So, I'm in London now, and normally when you get cut, you just go home for the day, chill. But I'm in London, like, I can't go anywhere. Like, they weren't gonna fly me home by myself. So I stayed in London, you, you watch the game, fly back, just didn't go to the facility the next day. Four o'clock next day, nobody claimed me off waivers. So they signed me back to practice squad. Um, so I'm back on the team, like nothing's changed. Like the only thing's changed is my pay's gone up and then dropped. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it was, it was that kind of thing. Um, but then again, you're not playing again. So it's like, dang, like what is this up and down, whatever. Yeah. So then I think it was like two more weeks passed and then they brought me up good for the rest of the season. So it was one of those and this year, Come out of camp, I have a really good camp, I get cut. But with how COVID and stuff was this year, they were like, we're gonna bring you back. Like somebody's not gonna claim you, there's no preseason game, whatever. Mm -hmm. They brought me back with the intention, like you're gonna play for us this year. Mm -hmm. Um, so you know, you, you go through your trials and tribulations, like 
It's just one are they gonna give you the call? One are they gonna be like, oh, we need you to play? And then around week, I think it was six, I got brought up and it was the most special teams role mm-hmm. kind of thing. And I just, they were like, make sure you know every linebacker position. So spend time, you don't specialize in one, you learn everything because you never know what your opportunity's gonna mm-hmm. have. Mm-hmm. And for me, you know, we had guys unfortunately get hurt and banged up, yeah. but it provided me with an opportunity That's... to end up playing. And so, you know, I'd say, you know, I've been told my whole life, like, you're either ready for your opportunity or not. Mm-hmm. And you probably only get one most of the time, especially in this day and age and in this, this league and how many guys there are and, you know, things like that. Like, you get yeah. one chance. Mm-hmm. If you don't make, a, make an opportunity one chance, you're it's screwed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you might not get another chance, you know what I'm saying? So, I was lucky enough to play. I played pretty well, and I finished the season on a high note. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's the same thing. Going into this next year, it's just trying to erase all those, you know, up and down and up and down. <laughs> Trying to be, you know, 53-man roster for 16, 17 weeks, whatever it is, through the playoffs, you know, and not worry about going up and down, up and down. And if it, if I am up and down, you know, you live and you learn, and you just got to keep battling your butt off until you're at the point where you're like, I'm not an up and down guy. Mm-hmm. I need to, I should be on the roster. You need me as a guy to be on this roster, and that's what everybody's fighting for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They, they said, just a quick, just to go off of that, you said that they made you learn all the linebackers. What's your natural linebacker position? I played inside in college. So like Mike and Will, um, and then this past year I played outside linebacker. Mm. So I mean, there's, there's differences. It's different nuances, and like you get a different feel for things. So the more you can do, the better. Exactly. Keep you around. You that's know true. what I'm saying? So that's just life. You know? Yeah, exactly. That's just, exactly. That's not even football right there. That's just life. So we were talking about last chance you before. Mm-hmm. Um, as you know, Dakota Allen was on last chance you. Now he's on the Jaguars. One of your teammates. Yep. Um, talk a little bit about that. Like, how do you feel like that he was on the show? Oh, it's cool. Like I mean, that. Dakota's a real cool dude. Like, mm-hmm. smooth, you know, funny, mm-hmm. you know, charismatic. You know, he's funny. Like, you, you meet people from all different places, you know, in the world. So it's like, Dakota's from Texas, and it's funny. Because you could tell, like, Dakota, you are from Texas. You <laughs> yeah. know what I'm saying? He makes fun of me. He's like, oh, you're from New York. And, you know, what up, B? You know, where your teams? Where the Yankee <laughs> fit? Like, yeah, you know, yeah, he yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Child, so he, he's a cool dude. Like, yeah. good dude to joke with. He, 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 this, my bad. Does he come off as kind of like he kind of because what you're saying it kind of sounds like that's how he was on the show. Yeah, no, he's, he's mm-hmm. humble dude, laid back dude, cool dude, like mm-hmm. never never pressed about nothing, always smile. He's a dude you want to be around. You know what I'm saying? Like he he enjoys every day. You know what I'm saying? So it, cool dude, you know. And I'm happy he has the opportunity he has. You know, and he's yeah. he's doing his thing. He's playing. You know what I'm saying? He was on the roster all 17 weeks last year. Like he's doing oh, wow. his thing. So that's what's up. You know, I'm happy for Dakota. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not like um, that's so, one thing um, we always like you know look at try to connect a couple of dots. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Just because we're big fans of that show mm-hmm. and you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I appreciate it. <laughs> it's good to hear those, those type of things because yeah. you know those type of players and yeah. No, it's good. You you know you try to surround yourself with good people. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, that's yeah, and yeah. that's in life. You know, in general, you don't want no snakes or no mm-hmm. shady. For you know, you don't want that. So unless you are a shady person, like I can't. You know, yeah, so I'm not gonna yeah. judge you. You do you. I'm just not gonna be around <laughs> me. You know I mean? like, but um, yeah, you want good people around you. So you know, that's you try to. That's I think people try to you know emphasize and stuff like that. So, all right. So. Let's go. So 12-6, 12-6 at Minnesota. You registered your first career start at linebacker. So that's posted five five tackles. Mm-hmm. 12-13 next week versus Tennessee. Started at linebacker, five tackles, and the first career sack. I'll explain that. Now that's back-to-back. You got to be feeling good. Back-to-back. 
Yeah. My first start was exciting, like mm-hmm. like any other your first start. You know what I'm saying? Like I can tell you about my high school first start, how I mm-hmm. fell down on my first play. You know what I'm saying? That first snap, and I was I playing linebacker. Like you're not supposed to fall down. Like you know what I'm saying? So um, I think it was finally like I finally got the opportunity. It was like year two, and I'm like, all right, it's now or nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like if I don't make something shake by this point, what they're not gonna want me next word, year. Word, word. So it was so I had so much emotion going on the dot. Not emotion, not like nervous, not and it was like, man, just go play. Like you yeah, finally get to yeah, play yeah, again. Yeah, like yeah. and you're not just running down on special teams, like you playing football, Saturday. like it's like this is what you wanted since like day one. Like mm-hmm. when you first played that football, like oh, I'm playing the league. You ain't know how you was gonna do it, but you were gonna right, play the right. league. Like, <laughs> but now you know, and it was like it was like I'm finally here. So now like control how and once you got it, once I got out there, like it just was natural again. It wasn't mm-hmm. you didn't skip a beat. Like I was I'm playing, you know, yeah, I'm I was a little bit nervous. Because I'm not gonna sit here and tell you I wasn't nervous. Because that'd just be a lie. You know what I'm saying? Lying to the camera. Right, but right. it's it's comfortable. Once you do something so many times, it's repetitive and it's like second nature. And the guys I had with me on the team, you know what I'm saying? Between my linebacker unit, my defensive line, the secondary dudes, they all had my back, and I knew that. So it was like, bro, you ain't got nothing to worry about. Like, you go play. Go. Don't be afraid to make a mistake. Like, they got your back. They they trust you to be in this position. Like, just go ball. So. I had a good game and they gave me a start the next week and then it was like, you know, you got to build off stuff like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Every play you can make, you got to make it. Like, if you got to run a dude down on the other side of the field to go make a tackle, you're going to run the dude it. down. Like, mm-hmm. it's and, and you're hungry. Because at mm-hmm. that point, I hadn't played in an actual game on defense legitimately. Like, I played a couple of games, like one snap here, mm-hmm. three snaps here. Like, it's not fun. Like, you, I ain't played a game where I was just in the game and I'm like, I can get in a rhythm, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Once you get in that rhythm, it's like, man. It, it felt normal again. It felt like I was back in college. It felt like I was back in high school, like where I was playing all the time. So it was exciting. And then you just, like I said, you just got to make a play. You live to make a play. You know, if you're going to play, you should do everything in your power to try to make a play. You want people to say, oh, that's Joe Giles Harris. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so-and-so. Oh, that's so-and-so. Oh, your name is in the paper. Like, you want to be a paper mate. You know what I'm saying? You want the articles about you. You want everything. Because that's what you play for. You know, I'm not, I didn't, I didn't sign up to play and be like the dude just on the side. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Just chilling. cheering for everybody else. I'm going to cheer when it's not my turn. I'm going to cheer. I'm going to be your biggest supporter when it's my turn. I'm going to go for everything I got. Exactly. I'm not going to look back. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, <clears throat> you're going, you, you went into it a little bit, but like week in and week out, you're going up against the best linebacker, uh, excuse me, the best um, linemen, the best running backs. Talk about like your preparation and stuff that you go through. Uh, it's, I mean, it's different. It's your body, you know, your legs feed the wolf or whatever they say or whatever, you know, the phrase is. <laughs> what? But the legs what? feed the wolf. If, the, if he can't run, if he can't run, he's not going to eat. You know what I'm saying? I hear you, I hear you. So I if your you. body not right, your legs not right, you can't run as fast as you need to be. Gotcha, gotcha. You're not going to eat. You're not going to make that play. I've never heard that one before. You're not going <laughs> to. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, so, you know, just taking care of your body. You know, you got to, mm-hmm. you know, the rehab stuff, you know, post-practice, just Make sure you get enough sleep, things like that. And then you just got to watch film. You got to study other people, you know. Everybody, everybody's good. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You got to be better. So it's, it works. you got to get your, find an advantage somewhere you can take advantage of or something like that. But it's all about, you know, it, it just all depends on the player too. You know, some guys need more time in their recovery. Some guys need more time in film. You know, I try to mix both because I think both are equally important. I spend a lot, I, I like to watch film. Like I can watch football every day of the week. Mm-hmm. So it's easy for me to turn it on and try to, you know, repetitively watch the same play 40 times you know what i'm saying yeah. and the first drive 40 times because it's like man like you, you don't know how many of these opportunities you can get so yeah. you might as well if you're on the field and you can get a hinge for something like man let's make a play mm-hmm. 
-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Prepare as much so, as possible. So going off a little bit of his question a little bit, more a little diving a little deeper. So you got you got the best lines in the show though. Like you guys, you going against you getting you're on the field during Tennessee, Indy, mm -hmm. Baltimore, Green Bay, Mini. So it's like you got real linemen, like, you know, best linemen in the show right there. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you say, you know, you like you like, you know, you watching the film and stuff, but like, you know, how is it? How is it like you know when you're studying a guy that's like a Constanzo, like Anthony Constanzo or something? I like think it's the same. Mm -hmm. I look at it the same way all the time. Like he's got to study me too, right? You know what I'm saying? He don't know right. me. I don't. You know, I don't know him. Gotcha. And it's mm -hmm. you know, so he doesn't know what I like to do. And he's got a hundred games worth of film where I'm like, okay, I know what he likes to do. Right. I know how he likes to get people. I know how he likes to do things. Mm -hmm. But you know, you pay respect. Respects due. Mm -hmm. Dudes are good. You know what I'm saying? But you can't. You can't let a guy being good put any kind of like discouragement or fear in your heart. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You gotta go be you. Like if you if you're scared to go on the field, then that's on you. You know what I'm saying? You can't you can't have anything holding you back. It's you're supposed to be there. Like if right. you're on the field, I'm supposed to be here too. Mm -hmm. So you gotta know who I am too. You know what I'm saying? It's one of those. It's that kind of mentality. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Regardless on whose name it is. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You you said that there's a hundred games with them on it, but. You not so much. Yeah. You know, thirty year, thirty year in the league. Yeah. Well, this is coming to be my thirty year, thirty year in the league. So, like, do you feel like that's like a little bit of an advantage for you? Ah, uh, yes and no. Because I mean, they've seen a lot. Right. <laughs> right. right. They probably right. seen a guy who just built like me. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. they haven't seen me, but they seen a guy who built like. And for me, I can't say I've seen a lot of guys like them. You know, you mm -hmm. play college football. The best guys in college football get drafted. Word. The best guys in college football end up in the league. Mm -hmm. So if you didn't play against this guy, and he's been here for eight years, he did something right. Right. right so right. he's good in his own way. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's an advantage and disadvantage. Yeah, you don't know what I like to do, blah, blah, blah. But you don't play a lot of football. Word. So you prepare for a lot. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So, so you started all 34 games. Um... You appeared at thirty appeared at thirty-four games with Duke registering three hundred and twelve tackles, nine and a half sacks, two INTs. Became twentieth twentieth became Duke's twentieth player to reach three hundred tackles. Um earned first team all ACC, third team all American honors by CBS Sports in two thousand seventeen after totaling hundred and twenty five tackles and four and a half sacks. So did you think I you not yeah, yeah, like so like so like so like and even in high school, I think he was about 100, 100, 100, 100, 100 tackle guy senior year even. So like tackles, you're a tackle machine. Like it's what you do. Like what you said, like once you, once you, once you got to, once you started playing, yeah. it just, I like to say like you've been playing up because like you, you play up to the competition. Like yeah. first time at St. Joe's, boom, you got your chance, boom, you play up. And Duke, same thing. You're playing up, so all you needed was the it was the opportunity, right? I mean, so, so, but, but ultimately, what I'm, what I want to ask you is, do you feel like you could become a hundred tackle guy in the in this league? Yeah, I mean, I just, you know, like I said, you just need an opportunity. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, I believe in myself, and that's and that's the first thing you gotta have. Mm -hmm. If you don't believe in yourself, you're not gonna be able to do nothing. Whether that's work, you know, your job, raise family, go mm -hmm. to school. Like, if you don't believe in yourself to do your stuff, then it's over for you. Lost already. So, I believe in myself. I could be. A very good football player, hundred tackle guy, what, mm -hmm. whatever it is. I just think you know, once you get your opportunity, it's what you do with it. Mm -hmm. So it was St. Joe's. I got an opportunity, and it was like, man, you can run with this, or you can fumble it. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? I got to college. I had to sit the first year. They redshirted me, and it was like, 
bro, that's not playing stuff that's whack. That don't sit right. You know what I'm saying? Like when you there, if I'm gonna be there, like I said before, if I'm gonna be there, I'm gonna be the guy. Like I don't wanna be the background. I don't wanna be the guy in the back. Like you should never if you wanna be number two, then why are you playing? You know what I'm saying? I wanna be the guy who's talked about, who's whatever. So when I got my chance at Duke, it was the same thing. It was like Man, we ain't going back to sitting on the sideline. We ain't going back to watching other people play. Like, y'all watch people play because it wasn't my chance to play yet. And I supported whatever. But now it's my turn to play. Get ready for a show. Like, I'm going to put on because I got to. You know what I'm saying? So that's just what it is. And then, you know, as you get comfortable, things get a lot more easier. You can add more to your game. You can do things. You can start not being a robotic kind of guy. You know what I'm right, saying? You right, get loose. Right, and right. Stop thinking so much. Exactly. You know, I think things just react. So it's just one of those. Well, speaking of that, you know, talk to the kid that is trying to play ball, you know, in college, that's trying to come up. Tell them what to expect in combines, you know, what, how to, you know, act during draft time. Like, tell the thing I say, the thing I right say, now is watching is on, uh, you know, damn, you know, I want to be like Joe. If, so, the, the biggest thing I take is you don't want to be like me. You want to be better. <laughs> you want to be better. Like, that's everybody always asks. You don't want to be like the person. You know, you can always be better. You can. There's a lot of things you could do that I didn't do. You know, we won't discuss that here because there's no point. Like, yeah, yeah, it is yeah, what yeah. it is. Um, but I'll say you got to be realistic with yourself. You know what I'm saying? Mm. You can't be, you can't sit here and be like, I want this, this, and that, and not do X, Y, and Z. To get those things. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So, like, the days when your boys are doing whatever they're doing and you're like, Man, I could really go put in some extra work. Whether you're playing, you're playing basketball, you could go put up some extra shots. You're playing football, you get some extra footwork, extra cardio, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You gotta, you know, make some sacrifices on your end. Like there are plenty of days where I would go and I'd be in the facility late night just trying to do something extra. Like mm-hmm. I ain't need to be in there, yeah. but I was like, man, might as well do this now because come August, I'm gonna be ready. Word. Like Word. you're not gonna have to, you're not gonna have to not count on me. Like. You want to be the teammate and the guy where they're like, man, we don't got to worry about so-and-so. He going to be ready. Like, he going to be ready no matter what. So that's, you know, that's that's what I'll say. Be realistic with yourself. Don't don't take shortcuts. Don't buy into the hype of yourself. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Be humble because out there, there's somebody working just as hard who's coming for everything you want. Word. You know what I'm saying? And they not skipping the beat, you know, that you might skip. Like, oh, I'll take Friday off because, you know, my boy's doing this and I want to go. They not taking Friday off somewhere else. That's it. That's a great way to end it off, yeah. man. Yeah, that's, that's what we got. We got to end it with that right there. Yeah, so Definitely Joe Giles. Yeah, so. Here yo. with us, Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm-hmm. A product of Nyack right here in our hometown. Mm-hmm. You know, thanks for coming by, man. Appreciate y'all for having me. Appreciate y'all having me. Exit 11 Podcast. Peace, guys.